I mean, at the time, I, I didn't have a whole lot of friends in college. I was, I, I used to go get what I would call the Devlin Special. McDonald's started doing breakfast at midnight, so I'd go get an order of hotcakes, egg McMuffins, french fries, and a large Dr. Pepper at midnight every night. And so, my health was just not good. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Thanks for joining me today. Today, I have John Devlin joining me on the podcast. John is from CrossFit Richardson near Dallas. He is going to be Rich Froning's partner at the BCS Classic. He was the top fundraiser for the Ronald McDonald Charity Fundraiser. He joins me today. He shares his fitness journey, which started back in 2012 when he was 300 pounds. It all started with a Rich Froning video who he claims is his personal hero. It is so cool that he gets to be Rich's partner this weekend. You're going to be inspired by his story. Enjoy. So uh, I'm John Devlin. Uh, everyone calls me Dev. A lot of Johns in the world. Um, been doing CrossFit since late 2012, and uh, it, it's kind of amazing how much it's kind of altered the trajectory of my life. And I really look at it like the Lord has really used CrossFit to to really make me a better person. Um, I, before CrossFit, I, I really didn't have a, a true solid group of friends. Uh, my faith wasn't very strong, but but getting into the gym. And meeting people who were kind of like-minded um, just drastically changed that trajectory, and I'm so, so thankful for. That's it. awesome. Two questions: uh, nineteen, or I mean, 2012. How old were you? I was 21 years old. So you're 21, and at the time, and then what gym? Um, I started at Heroes CrossFit in Austin for about a month, and then I started uh, walked into CrossFit Richardson January, I think, 13th of 2013. And for anybody who's unfamiliar with Richardson, where is that? It's just outside of Dallas. It's right. suburb, like literally the first suburb out of Dallas. Okay, and so what brings you here today? Um, I'm here because I have won the honor of being Rich Froning's partner at the BCS Classic this weekend, which is like a literal dream come true. I'm, I'm so pumped for it. Yeah, so guys, John has participated in the fundraiser, um, or your whole gym participated in the yeah. fundraiser. And you guys raised over $14,000. All of the proceeds, all of the money is going directly to Ronald McDonald House Charities of Central Texas. And how much exactly did CrossFit Richardson raise? Uh, 14580 I believe. So $14,580 in a month. Mm -hmm. You did something early in that fundraiser where you did a 275-pound clean and jerk for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I remember when you reached out and told me. And every rep was worth how much? Um, it's hard to track because it sort of spiraled at the very end, but it ended up being somewhere around $250 a rep. And how many did you get? 25 how sore were you? Uh, man, that was honestly, I would say that's the hardest I've ever gone in a workout and probably the hardest I ever will go in a workout. I don't know. In 2012, <clears throat> sounds like when you started CrossFit. So there was a while back, Rob Orlando, he did uh, Grace at 225. Mm -hmm. And it was like 30 clean and jerks at 225. But for you to do 25, 275-pound clean and jerks, that's, was the fact that every rep was worth $250 a, a motivating factor? Yeah, and actually, so on, on top of that initial pledge, I had a, a very generous donor offer to match whatever I raised that day. So it was really closer to $500 a rep, and I knew that at the time. Wow. So how much did you raise that day? That day ended up being right at like 
6,900. If you trickled in later, it's hard to remember. So that kind of really put you out of the gate. You were determined up front. Like, Mm -hmm. this was your thing, right? How'd you hear about the fundraiser? Um, So it's it's funny you mention that. So my my roommate, Elijah McKinney, has uh he's done the bcs classic before and he reached out to my brother jason to to be in this competition and i was like oh this sounds good and then you posted hey rich froning is going to be the keynote speaker and i'm like man i'm in like i've wanted rich froning is a personal hero of mine like i've wanted to meet him for so long so like i'm coming down regardless okay so let's let's unpack that so you say he's a personal hero Mm -hmm. i mean that's a pretty bold statement so like what has rich done to be a personal hero in your life? So I just look at a guy who, I mean, he's a, he's a superstar at this point. Like he, like he's got people who, I mean, I remember a time where he posted a, a thank you post for some meal company that gave him some food and it brought down the website from people just checking it out. And so that's the kind of guy who's got a lot of influence, a lot of fans, but he's kind of kept his head on straight the entire time. And that's, that's really amazing to me. And you mentioned to me on Sunday that you you were 300 pounds yep. back when you started CrossFit, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a Rich Froning video kind of inspired you to kind of get started, or how did that go? Yeah, um, I actually was visiting a buddy in college um, who had just found CrossFit, and he was like, hey, come check this out. It was 2012 regionals at the time, and he was like, they're going to do, the opening event was Diane. I distinctly remember this because he said they're going to do handstand push-ups and deadlifts. And I was like, handstand push-ups, that's impossible. Nobody can do that. And then I'm watching them go. It's uh, Rich, Dan Bailey, a couple other big names at the time. And they're just flying through it, like going hard. And, man, it was so cool to watch. Um, A couple months later, my buddy did a competition. I went, and I was like, I'm in. I ended up signing up um, a month later. Um, School made it a little bit hard to travel. And then I ended up going into CrossFit Richardson because I wanted to do it all the time. Wow. So back then, did you know who Rich Froning was? Like when you first started watching that, like I mean, he had won the CrossFit Games at that point a couple times, or he was maybe already won. Did you even know who he was? Uh, I just knew him as some guy who had won it and was trying to do it again. Okay. And then you had continued to follow his progress. And um, what are some of the things that probably inspire you the most about Rich? I mean, that dude just is constantly working hard. Um, that, that's something I try to be the hardest worker in any room I'm in. Um, I can see him doing the same thing. Um, he also just is able to keep his priorities in check. I mean, the fact that he walked away from individual competition at kind of what some would say was the height of his career to focus on his family because that was his real priority, that speaks a lot of volumes to someone like me. So for you to get to be his workout partner Saturday, is that just like the coolest thing ever? Dude, it's a literal dream come true. Like I thought never in a million years would I get the opportunity. And what a great cause, right? I mean, not only as a gym did you guys raise $14,500, but as a whole... $27,600 $27,600 were raised for the Ronald McDonald Charities. And so um, it's, it's just all for, you know, Rich was generous in the fact that he was allowing us to create an opportunity like this. Yeah, and it, it's interesting. So I did, I was doing some more research after you put the initial, hey, we're going to do a Ronald McDonald House fundraiser. I said, you know, I got to learn a little bit about this charity because I'd never heard of it. I don't have children of my own. Um, but it, it, I, the statistic I read was it cost $20 to put a family up in a house overnight. So if you take that $27,600, you're starting to measure the amount of time that you can put families up in years, not weeks, not months, but years, which is really cool. And I, I don't know if you know this, um, 
But the reason we chose that is because our six-month-old, Ames, was born February 24th, and we were life-flighted to Houston, Texas Children's Hospital. We stayed in the CVICU, Cardiovascular Intensive Care Unit, because he went in a heart failure at birth. Wow. And stayed there 11 nights in the, uh, or 10 nights in the CVICU. And then went to, he, when he went to the regular NICU, it's a lot more crowded and you actually can't spend the night. And that's when people started suggesting to us to look into the Ronald McDonald house. Mm-hmm. And it was $25 a night. And it was a place, I mean, it was, this was like, it was almost like a dorm, but it's got, you know, it had, it was like a uh, hotel, but they had a full kitchen that you could come laundry room with a lot of washers and dryers which was incredibly convenient given that we lived in College Station Um, and then even for two days in that time that we stayed because we stayed for 10 days we had our kids come down and they stayed with us and they have like play areas for the kids outdoor playground and really in those 10 days we got to meet a lot of different families that had been there and I think when you're in that environment, it's kind of like being in a CrossFit gym. You know, you have a three, you start at 300 pounds, you have a great fitness journey story, and somebody starts hearing that from you, they get inspired, right? Or they start having empathy and understanding, you know, maybe they're going through a struggle. And being in an environment like the Ronald McDonald House, where you're around a ton of people that are all going through very similar, maybe not exactly, you know, like there was a family from, uh, East Texas that their their son who was like 16 years old he's older was in Texas Children's Hospital mm-hmm. but at the same time you know they needed a place to stay and so Ronald McDonald House just kind of helps put these people up and, and they actually have them located in the hospital and they have the house and it's just a not only that but they do a lot of other amazing things and so um, you know this was for, for this particular opportunity, we felt like, man, to raise money for that, given it impacted us so much, mm-hmm. was truly a blessing. It was your so, chance to give back. Right? Absolutely. Um, okay, I want to talk about your 300-pound like start. The dark ages of my life. I, I think <laughs> a lot of people, you know, and maybe some people watching or listening to this, they struggle with CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and really struggle with the fact that, like, I'm... I can't do what those people are doing. Um, you know, maybe they're in an overweight starting point. Mm-hmm. And so for you, going from, where, where are you at today? Um, I hover between 210 and 220. Okay, so losing 80 to 90 pounds, mm-hmm. um, being Rich Froning's partner, you know, seven years after starting, and not many people can say that. Right. <laughs> um, Give me that. Give me that journey, and and feel free to kind of elaborate and hang out in specific areas. But like, where were you in 2012, physically, mentally, and emotionally, uh, at 300 pounds? I mean, the easiest answer to say would be not in a good spot. <laughs> um, I mean, at the time, I, I didn't have a whole lot of friends in college. I was I, I used to go get what I would call the Devlin special. McDonald's started doing breakfast at midnight, so I'd go get an order of hotcakes, egg McMuffins, french fries, and a large Dr. Pepper at midnight every night. And so my health was just not good. Um, And when your health isn't good, it kind of seeps into other aspects of your life. Um, Also spiritually, I wasn't going to church. I didn't have a good good, uh, friend base to do that with. Um, I would just say, like literally at that time, I, I refer to it as the dark ages because like every aspect of my life was not good. Um, I came into CrossFit. And um, I did a workout, Jackie. Um, in Austin? Uh, yeah. Okay. And so at that time... Did it crush you? 
Uh, well, first of all, it took me 18 and a half minutes, and that's normally about a 10-minute workout for most people, uh, like your average CrossFitter. And I had to use the pull-up band that, you know, you could barely even stretch because <laughs> it's yeah. so thick. And, uh, I mean, I was laid out for, for 30 minutes afterwards. Um, I've since done that, you know, with much better times. But I've, I, that's kind of my benchmark workout over time, um, over the years. Um, I did CrossFit for about a year and a half without really kind of dialing in the nutrition. I kind of thought I could outwork a bad diet. But I actually did a competition with my brother, partner competition. Um, those are my favorite. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm so excited for this one. Um, where there was a workout that started with five handstand push-ups each. This was how, how long after 2012? This was, I think, early 2014. And where was the competition? It was in Austin, CrossFit Round Rock. Okay. Um, like an in-house or like a small event? Yeah. It was a, a small one at a gym. Okay. Um, and I... So it, it started took, with five handstand push-ups. Each. Okay. And I couldn't get through it. <laughs> and that was, like, my brother just smoked it, like, easily, one, two, three, four, five. And I'm sitting there, like, biggest kip of your life, failing, fall on my head. And it was just really embarrassing. And I told myself, like, this is not going to happen again. So I dialed in the nutrition, and then really that year later, I lost the 80 to 90 pounds in probably eight months span. Which was wow. fantastic, yeah. Okay, so you know, on this podcast, it's the we call it the Building Better People podcast. And I know you're not from our gym, but that that for us is kind of our mission statement. It's kind of like the heartbeat behind the gym is that we believe that when people are exercising, they're becoming better versions of themselves. And so mm-hmm. by coming in and working out, you're becoming a better version of yourself. And on this podcast, we have a lot of success stories. Just really, just they're all success stories, right? I mean, anybody who's making the effort to work out is a success story. Absolutely. But when you have somebody like you who has achieved that, give me if you can help anybody listening who's again in that situation. How did you lose eighty or ninety pounds in eight or nine months? It's so uh, I, I I talk about things that are simple but not easy. And I think losing weight is a very simple concept, but it's very, very hard. So what I did specifically was I, I planned out the meals that I was going to eat. I only eat two meals a day. I intermittent fast. It just works with my schedule. But I planned the two meals I was going to eat every single day. And so I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have decision fatigue. I didn't have to track my macros because that beats me down. But I said, I like a chicken breast and Brussels sprouts and a little bit of sweet potato fries. And then I like eggs and protein shakes. So I ate those two things just continuously until I, I hit the goal that I wanted. For eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. And how was that affecting your performance in the gym at the same time? So you go, you go from 2014, can't do handstand push-ups. Is that pretty much what happened? Correct. And you were still weighing about 300 or had you lost a little bit of weight? I lost a little bit. Okay. I was still pushing about 280 at the okay. time. But you, you, you pretty much that discouraging moment encouraged you into the next you know eight or nine month stint of hyper focused on nutrition hyper focused on workout what are some of the ways that that affected your performance in crossfit man things just got easy (laughs) i mean (laughs) i remember burpee like a burpee was challenging like you put a 300 pound body on the floor like it's a crawl to get up you suddenly take 80 pounds away from that and it's almost like i'm flying off the ground and I mean, the you can lose weight pretty quickly when you're eating correctly, the same thing every day. There's very little variance. Like you can be losing when you got that much weight to weight to lose. You can lose, you know, three to four pounds a week pretty easily. 
And so you were at the end of that about 210 pounds. I actually got a little bit. I lost a little too much weight. I got down to about 195. Wow. But I got too weak for my tastes at that point. Um, I'd always been strong. Like my family's just just a big big mm-hmm. guys. Um, and my my clean number shot down below what I wanted to. So at that point, I was trying to build back up. So you know, this was 2015. Uh, late 2014, early 2015, yeah. So this was kind of when I think the CrossFit Open, you know, was peaking. Mm-hmm. And I think still a lot of people, you know, that were kind of on that cuff of potentially, you know, being really good, but maybe not good enough for regionals, but kind of good, you know, so a lot of people were trying to make it to regionals. Was that something that you were trying to do at that time? Not, did you ever have like a goal of making it to the CrossFit Games or the regionals? I mean, everybody when they first start wants to make the games. <laughs> but uh, no, I was realistic at that point. I understood the limitations of you know having a full time job and and you know the Lord's blessed me with a lot of things. Athleticism is I would put on the middle of the road. Um, so no, I never wanted to to make regionals or, or make the games, but. I wanted to be the best person in my gym. That was the big thing. I wanted to win the CrossFit Richardson Open. And uh, so it's funny you're, you're talking about those times. The 2014 Open was the last Open I did when I was big. And uh, if you remember, one of the workouts was that overhead squat and chest bar pull-up ladder where you had to do like two rounds, 10-10. Yes. We did it twice. We yeah. think we did it again. Well, we did it in 2014, 2015. Yeah. Well, what happened to me between 2014 and 2015? I lost 80 pounds. So that was the perfect thing to compare, right? So I kicked and screamed and clawed my way to like 80 reps on that workout in uh, 2014. And 2015 comes around and I'm just salivating at the opportunity to do the same workout at 80 pounds lighter. And I got, I think, so I capped out in the second round. Yeah, the second round in 2014. I made it deep into the fourth round in 2015 just from the weight loss. Wow. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think when you started that you would be at that point? Like realistically when you're doing Jackie or, you know, starting out in that first month or two or a year of CrossFit? No, I mean the best I thought I could ever do is get to like a tiny band pull up and maybe like a 12 minute Jackie. Like I thought that's all my body would ever be capable of. So like pull ups are a big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think in CrossFit we kind of start thinking like, Oh, pull-ups are like push-ups, but no, like pull-ups are really hard and, and, you know, getting started having a thick band and knowing that there's a lot of people in the gym right now, probably even at your gym at CrossFit Richardson that are starting out that are using that thick band Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of having those discouraging moments. Like, am I ever going to, you know, either get off the band or be able to do a pull-up? Like, what do you, what would you say to those, those people? I'd say, I mean, really the thing is eat well and keep coming every single day. Like, really, honestly, just show up and work hard. You don't need to do any extra things. If you show up, your coach is going to take care of you. The programming is designed for you to progress over time. Um, If you can just do those two things, again, that's very simple, right? Eat well and show up. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, especially, I mean, there are times, I mean, I'm I was almost in tears when I couldn't do those five handstand push-ups. It's embarrassing. Some workouts, when you are big, are very embarrassing. And you know you kind of have to swallow your pride and say, I'm going to keep showing up regardless. Yeah. And over time, you just get a little bit better. You get a little bit better. You get a little bit better. And then things like handstand push-ups become easy. 
you get to move down to an easier band. You ditch the band entirely, and now you're not having to mid-wad, sweaty, out of breath, like, how do I get my foot in here? Like, where's who took my box? I got to get in here, yeah. And then suddenly you can just hop up to the pull-up bar, hop up to the rings even, and, and start doing doing those advanced gymnastics that you thought you never could have. And, and that's just such a satisfying feeling. Yeah, no, it's cool. And, and it, you know, that's the cool thing about a CrossFit gym is you see people progress over time. Um, okay, so let's talk about your community. Let's talk about CrossFit Richardson because I've been to CrossFit Richardson. I know John Marshall, the owner, um, heavily connected with, you know, Todd as well from way forward. And so I've actually been up there for the men's Bible study that meets on Tuesday mornings or if they're still meeting at Todd's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just seeing you guys, or I say the gym rally behind you was really cool. And so I think it's definitely worth highlighting and kind of letting you speak on that. So, you know, a month ago or, or however long ago, five weeks ago, we put this out. And your gym just completely supports it, you know. Oh, so all so, in. So yeah. tell me about CrossFit Richardson. You know, a lot of times people who are watching or, or listening have no idea of CrossFit Richardson. But what, how can you describe that community? Man, CrossFit Richardson is. I mean, at this point, so my my family lives in Austin, and I live in Dallas, and CrossFit Richardson has been like a second family to me, and. Um, we, we've got Bill sitting over here. Bill, uh, actually, this is a day trip. Three hours down, three hours back in the same day. I, I texted him on Tuesday or Monday. He's like, hey, what are you doing Wednesday? You want to come down with me for an interview and then drive back? And he, without hesitation, was like, sure, I'm in. Um, I mean, you just, the kind of relationships that I've formed in that gym are, are, are lifelong friendships. I mean, um, God willing, I'll be getting married here um, in the next few years. Um, and I've, you know, I found several of my groomsmen in there that I wouldn't have ever known had I not done CrossFit. Um, but I, I talked about this in my video a little bit. My original goal was, hey, I'm a th- I think I can get 25 reps. I want to see if I can get 25 people to all pledge a buck. So that would be $625. Well, you do that math, and they over 10 times that, mm. that initial goal, which, I mean, I'm not a very emotional person at all. Um, I'm called robotic often actually um software developer all kind of logic based but man when i sit and think about that i actually like it gets me choked up like there are people in there like literally the first time i mentioned it i'm i'm nervous you know you're asking people to to donate money to something for you and i give the spiel and uh a girl literally said five bucks a rep like with no hesitation and i was like oh my gosh and then they just kept trickling in we kept a, a thing on the whiteboard like Hey, it's at forty dollars a rep now. Hey, it's at seventy dollars a rep now. Hey, we just hit the hundred dollar mark. Like this is unbelievable. That's awesome. And then obviously the match going in just doubled everyone's effort. It was fantastic. You know, I, there was something really cool, and I'm sure you saw it. But Rich uh, actually shared on his story the post that we put up of you mm-hmm. highlighting the uh, the fact that you guys raised all this money. You're going to be his partner. And, you know, I just think that, you know, tying that into why we're here and what we're doing and the fact that you get to partner with Rich and you've put in a lot of subtle comments about your faith and how when you were 21 and you were starting CrossFit, you were, you know, kind of like in a dark place. Mm-hmm. So being that the BCS Classic is a family fitness and faith festival and that the whole purpose of this event uh, is to show people those three things in, a, in, in an impactful way, 
mm-hmm. right? And, and they can participate at whatever level they want, but we want to show them and push them or, or encourage them towards those three areas of life. And so can you share a little bit about your faith journey um, and kind of give me a little bit of what you meant by you were in a, you were in a dark place, you know, at, tw- at 21 years old, at 2012, and then kind of what that's looked like since then? Sure. Um, so I grew up going to church. My mom was is still a, a piano player at a Baptist church in uh, a suburb of Austin. So that was something that I always did growing up. Um, I had a really good group of friends in high school around that. Um, when I went to college, I was kind of by myself, and I kind of fell out of the habit. Um, my relationship with God just kind of took a back seat. Like, it wasn't important to me anymore. Because um, in my mind, it you know, I didn't have my friends anymore. What's the point? You know, why did God let me be alone? And now I look back at that those times, and I'm like, I was so, like, so silly. Like, he obviously had a plan for me. Like, I think of just the odds of this trajectory happening, and I can only say that it was God's plan. Um, specifically... Um, I started going to church um, with some guys from the gym and um, eventually ended up on a way forward trip. Um, I know you've been on one, right? When did you go? Uh, Gosh, when was it? 2015 and 2016, I believe. I went on two. Um, First one, (laughs) I'm always used as the example of uh, the person who struggles. (laughs) Every every trip's got someone who struggles, right? The long, drawn-out cardio is never my jam. But... uh, (laughs) You know how you always you come to a break site and you're like, all right, guys, we're going to stand here and drink some water. I was the guy who was just ejecting my pack off, like, give me a break. I need to sit down. Todd, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, no, but, you know, just, you know, getting on the trail and, and really digging into kind of the life stories about each of these guys and just seeing how God moved through them. And, and some of those some of those guys, it took a long time for that to happen. And so it gave me a, a sense of peace and a sense of patience. And um, over time, you know, those relationships just kind of built. And um, I actually moved churches to, I'm so, I started going to Watermark. Um, and there's a, a good number of people from my gym that go there. And, it, and it's really helping me shape that, um, like, my faith is, it's not a priority. Um, I, I meet with a guy every Sunday. It's not a priority. It's literally the lens of which I view all of my priorities. And, and thinking about it in that perspective it really just gives me a sense of peace because you try to emulate Jesus, right? He, he loved people. Um, sometimes he disciplined them, but it was all based in love. And so when you kind of take that outlook on how you interact with people, um, it, it, it's much more fulfilling that way. And it's, it's not about me. It, it's about others. And, and that's really how I was not initially. Um, there's stories when I came into the gym, how I was you know, taking people's equipment because I wanted it and kind of a, kind of a jerk. And over time, you just you kind of grow as a person with that, and and it's it's a two way thing. You know, you have to seek the Lord, but I the Lord also sought me out in these situations, and I'm incredibly grateful for it. Man, thanks for sharing. It sounds like uh, CrossFit Richardson has just been incredibly uh, blessed you in a lot of ways, and the people there, and uh, that way forward trip is is awesome. Mm-hmm. I agree, it's very impactful. Uh, so we can't wait to see you Saturday. Thanks for making the trip. Bill, thanks for making the trip. And uh, cannot wait for you and Rich like to meet. You know, when that, that moment's going to be really cool. And, you know, one thing that I've been thinking the last couple of days is how cool it's going to be to watch him do that lift of the yep. clean, hang clean, shoulder overhead. I mean, it's probably going to be packed, you know. And there's going to be a moment, just so kind of people know, there's going to be a workout. 
that you guys are going to do a little bit later for pad C by yourselves because mm-hmm. his flight comes in a little bit later in the morning. And that, that will be, we'll create kind of an environment around that where it's just you and him doing, you know, the, the workout that we're announcing tonight. So, no pressure. <laughs> that's right. So guys, we are announcing a workout tonight. Um, but thank you for making the trip. Uh, no problem. Thank you for your efforts on the, the fundraising. Seriously, it, it, you know, it really became exciting to see the money that was raised and uh, and just hearing your story kind of makes it even more exciting to know that Rich has had such a big impact on you and that now you're getting to kind of be his partner and meet him and kind of almost just continuing on your your journey, right? Your fitness journey, your faith journey uh, as we all are. So, yeah. and, and I hope it encourages Rich to know that just the example of the life that he's living has made an impact. Like he doesn't know me. He's never met me. He will on Saturday. But, you know, just living the way he has, has has made such an impact. And so I hope it encourages him to, to keep doing that. Awesome, man. Can't wait to see you guys. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.